0: You're listening to a 9to5.cc podcast. Hey everyone, just a quick reminder that if you're going to be making any purchases on Amazon.com, Amazon.ca, or Zazzle.com, please go to www.9to5.cc first and click the links in the sidebar or at the bottom of the page to support the site. It makes no difference to you, but it really helps us out a lot. Enjoy the show. Thanks.
1: It's raining and people don't like to come out in the rain. Scott and Sophie are not here. Only John is. John? What do we talk about? So
2: many things. We talk about how 50 Cent is bad at sports because of masturbation. So bad. So bad. So many movies like The Wolf of Wall Street and Dread and Citadel and alternate Star Wars. Then we talk video games like Dark Souls 2, Project Beast, Oculus Rift, Wise, and Massive Chalice. And then we talk about Roller Derby and how Sarah drank a tie bucket.
1: And uh, if you stay through it all the way to the end of the podcast, you'll find out how to make a tie bucket. Tie buckets, everybody. Nine to five drink recipes. Yay! All this and more on 9to5 Entertainment System. (laughs) Pay
0: eight dollars. We'll be champions.
1: Welcome to Nine to Five Entertainment. John, you said you have something. I sure something do. at the top. Did
2: you? Did you get to see Fifty Cent pitching at the? At the, I'm the one, Orioles? I'm the one who told you. about You sure this. did. I'm gonna add a little a little tidbit to this. Okay, so he. So if if you have not seen this, fift, you know they they sometimes get famous people to throw the first pitch yeah, at, like a, a at a baseball a game. It is a tradition. It is a tradition. So they got Mister Fifty Cent to uh, to to throw this ball. I believe it's pronounced fitty. Fitty. Well, um, okay. I'm just gonna say the word. Yes. Like it's supposed to be said So Mr. 50 Cent goes and throws his ball And he comically flings it like I don't know 45 degrees away from home plate And then like doesn't even make it A third of the way to the plate Yeah it's like, like it's terrible Like I'm, it, I yeah. am,
1: I'm by far not an athlete And I cannot yeah. say with any kind of confidence that I could like pitch to home plate. Like yeah. I don't know how far of a pitch I have. It's like, far. Like yeah. I could certainly like maybe lob, yeah. but like imagining I throw like a straight line and it like releases from my hand and goes in a straight line to home plate, I might <laughs> yeah. totally just like and like yeah. hit the dirt. But I feel confident in like being able to target the area yeah. of the catcher. Yeah, like I'm a grown ass
2: <laughs> man and I can say with full confidence I throw like a girl. I did not ever throw balls when I yeah. was when I was a little tyke, and so I could. I don't. You know, I'm not saying I could do. No, I am saying I could do better than Like, this. if I <laughs> shoot a little
1: crumpled up piece of paper at right. the garbage, it doesn't usually, like, hit the fucking wall, like, ten feet to the left of it. Anywho,
2: this was, like, <laughs> tragedorable, comically terrible. Anywho, he did a Reddit AMA today, and yeah. the second post from the top was, so, what was up with that pitch? And he was like, well, guys, I have spino muscular injuries in my arm from chronic masturbation. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Mister Fifty Cent. Everyone upvotes. Everybody upvotes. Uh, upvotes to, to the left. <laughs> the, 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 hi- the highest, the highest upvoted comment right after that was one of us. <laughs> <laughs> I guess yeah, but there's like there's
1: just no fucking whatever. There's no man. excuse. Sometimes, man. You, sometimes
2: just... you fat finger things, you fuck it up, and yep. uh, and if you can laugh about it, that's okay. Anyway, his his AMA was actually pretty good. He like sarcastic answers, made fun of himself clearly, like, type things himself. Or yeah. or, or his aides who were supposed to type for him are fucking yeah, horrible. Yeah, yeah. Did, never do we
1: know... Like, did he... He hasn't released music in a really long time, right?
2: Uh, brand new album launched today. Animal something or So other. That's probably why he was... Uh, oh, yeah. That, that was obviously... Probably that. why he was doing the pitch. You know, and and then... He did he have some, some, some of those responses where he's, like, obviously pimping the album in, well, he got in the response. To. But it wasn't that bad. Like, it wasn't everyone... It wasn't Ramparting. It was, like, every, <laughs> every like, Ram five parting. or six... <laughs> yeah, 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 Well, yeah, that's,
1: that's the... The the go plug yourself school of thought. <laughs> Which is like we will get to your thing, like yeah. we'll let you talk about it, but we'll also talk about other shits. Yeah, and, and then, that's
2: kinda like the point. I feel kinda bad for Woody though cause he's gotten so much flack for ramparting and he's done like really good stuff since then, you know?
1: Yeah. Well fuck I mean and it makes me almost fucking think that
2: it wasn't him, possibly. Like I don't believe that for a second. I think I think what no, happened. No, no, but like, he no, didn't have it explained to him properly what an AMA was gonna be and or, then Or Yeah.
1: It was just a fucking... T- like not, Like I'm saying. Or they said, like, take the picture saying I am Woody arrows and AMA and whatever else yeah. like that, and then just fucking walk away and some aide will take care of it for you. Like, right. if the studio just tells you that that's the thing, and yeah, we're going to answer questions on your behalf, you don't even need to be here, just...
2: I don't know. Woody's over 60, right? And the answers that were given were like, someone over 60 who was expecting a stereotypical interview. So that, that, that's 60? like what? He's over fifty. I don't think he's over, he's 60. over sixty, for sure. For sure, for sure. <sighs> he's got that like uh, I gotta look it up. Yeah, no, I know. I like my phone's in the other room. <laughs> I know. He's he's got that Hollywood star immortality Botox kind of like youth thing going on, but I guarantee you. Because here's over the thing: 60. I
1: figured that when he played Woody on Cheers, he was like twenty, and that was thirty years ago. Ninety, yeah. yeah. No. I figured late fifties topsies. Nope, nope. late fifties. So you might notice that there's no Scott or Sophie. Did you <laughs> talking right now? I'm saying the listener. Oh, the listener may, the listener may have noticed. Being Hello, like, dear listener. Yeah, exactly. Hello, friend. No, oh,
2: you're totally right. He's 52. There you go. Born 1961. Oh, what the fuck do I know?
1: Yeah, I was gonna say. I was like, oh, I feel like he was young when he was on Cheers, and that was mid yeah, to late 80s. I guess you're right. And then you had 30 years on top. of Okay, whatever.
2: 52 is still pretty fucking old. And but if you're not like a techie, 52 year old. I don't know, man. Like, I I gotta work with 50 year olds. And they're not fucking retired. my dad's 60, and he could handle an AMA. Yeah, exactly. Even yeah. my
1: dad could, like, I just feel it might have absolutely been misrepresented to him. Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah, but, totally. uh, so 50 Cent is bad at sports because Well, of Woody, can you
2: get your people in touch with our people so we can get an answer to this one? Because we love you, Woody. And that, uh, that ramparting, that's still a thing. You <laughs> can still say that, and I don't feel bad saying that because it was fucking horrible. I was gonna.
1: I was going to say that I would really like to see a McConaughey Harrelson AMA, and it's just like nonsense. Or in character. In character. <laughs> yeah. Being like, why are you bad at pitching? Being like, well, I remember playing with my father out know, back. <laughs> Sometimes we would just pitch for hours and hours. Then he would the beat sun me. It's a flat <laughs> circle. <laughs> yeah. And then he would beat me. What the fuck? <laughs> what are you goddamn talking about, Russ? we should really not drink together at the same moment That's yeah I just, just realized <laughs> <that. laughs> we we'll see one going for the drink we need no- to stop
2: nobody to fill that moment
1: um, speaking of that I don't did you, I, this is a shot in the dark here. yeah has there been any news about uh, True Detective season two, or has it just been fucking Dreamcasts um, at this point?
2: Well, a lot of people are doing yeah. The, the the subreddit is is full of like Dreamcasts that are going on. Some people Sega were saying dreamcasts. for a while that there would be it would be female driven, okay. although there was no confirmation about that. Apparently, and I, I could be wrong about this. The last thing I heard was that there was going to be three leads in season two, okay. and that it was not going to be like a hundred percent female. Okay. That was it. Huh. That's that's it. And then everybody's talking, like, the Dreamcast. They want, like, Leonardo DiCaprio and freaking all kinds of other famous actors, which I guess can happen, right? Woody uh, yeah. Harrelson and Dirk? Uh, I guess so. Like, they're, they're, they're super... McConaughey super like...
1: McConaughey was, like, a mega top of his game this year, right? With Dallas Buyers Club and totally. Wolf of Wall Street and whatever.
2: Yeah, and man, that, he was great in Wolf of Wall Street. They're, yeah. like, the, the chest-thumping uh, thing. <laughs> <laughs> so good. So You good. finally got down to see Wolf of Wall Street. You didn't mention I, I that. saw it on the plane. Yeah, I didn't... Yeah. I didn't Hey, you haven't mentioned that. Did you like it? Did you enjoy it? I loved it. I It's interesting. Like, It didn't have the same violence that you kind of expect out well, of the a... The
1: excess was drugs. Yes. Instead of violence, the excess was clearly drugs. Like, And, and like, everyone was like, oh, there's a lot of drugs. And I was like, there. But it's just sort of like, drugs drive that film. Yeah. Like, it's every single scene is either they're on drugs or they're trying to get drugs or they're like...
2: I feel kind of sad I missed the 80s. Yeah, You know, like, looking back on that, like... Yeah.
1: <laughs> well, I love when they take the uh, the super old-school Quaaludes that just take a really long time to <laughs> fucking... <laughs> I lo- also love, like, in his memory, he's, like, so like dragging himself there, like, drove the car, and then it's, like, actually yeah. like, went door <laughs> up and him, like, banging into shit. You're like, holy fuck. His friend's almost dying. Yeah. <laughs> he just shoots him with the fucking... The, the adrenaline
2: whatever yeah you know it's funny you, you don't see that much comedy in the standard Scorsese fair like yeah. there's always like he, he's really good at putting like the natural humor that can come in even violent horrible moments yeah like yeah, you yeah, every yeah. now and again get that little like people chuckling to something super yeah, silly yeah. that happened but anyway th- this, this one was very comedic yeah 27. Wolf of Wall
1: Street was like a, basically a straight up comedy yeah. I, I, I don't know if you agree with me but I think that there's like a two and a half hour cut of that film that's really really tight Really? Like, you thought
2: it went on too long?
1: Uh, not that it went on too long. Yeah. It's just that like like I did it in two sittings. Really? Um I think I took a break when he got arrested, I feel okay. like. Maybe. The first
2: time maybe? Yeah, like the first yeah.
1: arrest or whatever. And 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 it was not and not for saying that the entire three hours is absolutely entertaining. Yeah. I don't think it's all necessary. I think mm-hmm. that there's like a fucking like not a short version. Like two and a half hours is still a long fucking film. I think yeah, there's like yeah. a two And a half-hour cut of that movie that, like, hits, like, fucking in your face for the whole two and a half hours with no downtime. Hmm. And you're like, what the fuck? Like, whereas is... You're probably right. Because it's just, like, like, each story of excess, whatever, they don't always add enough. Like, the whole airplane thing, Mm -hmm. super funny fucking scene. Yeah. Does it really add anything? You mean
2: where they're they're getting the money across the border into Switzerland with the, the, like... The crazy stripper girl?
1: No, the one where they get on, where they go to fly to make the meeting, and they get all fucked up, and it needs to be tied to the chair.
2: Oh yeah.
1: Like super funny, very yeah. funny, and yeah. like it's him like, you're, like and you drink, and then you do. Like, they're talking about trying to like time the dr- the highs of the drugs right, <laughs> right, like, right. So the, to fly perfectly. <laughs> right. And then they fuck it all up, and they like try to have sex so, like the stewardess on the plane. Yeah. And it's like very funny scene, but you're like, oh, this is another fucking scene of them just. Getting fucked up and almost getting into trouble and not quite,
2: right? You know, right, and it's right, like,
1: right. and there's a lot of that I think, and like there's that that scene is really funny, yep. it's Well shot, yeah. Well acted, but I'm like, w- did that really add anything other than other than lulls?
2: Yeah, but it, I guess that's the whole movie though, the, like. I guess so. It is. You heard the Lulz.
1: what's the guy's name? The actual Wolf of Wall Street. Something. I something. Cunningham. Didn't he write the book? Yeah. Yeah. And and uh, there's like the whole famous quote when like people asked him like, what was it like? He was like. Really, it was quite a bit like the movie, but probably with more drugs. <laughs> <laughs>
2: That's amazing. <laughs> like, <laughs> probably with more drugs. Yeah, I was like, Jesus. Like, literally every scene, people are just getting fucked up all mm-hmm. the time. Which, I just, man, ill-gotten money. You just go fucking crazy. Totally.
1: And I also love the, the fact that it, it's like Steve Madden's shoes, which is like a thing, and I'm like... Is it? Steve Madden shoes are an actual real right. shoe company that still exists you can go downtown and buy Steve Madden shoes
2: I kind of want to now that's <laughs> fucking hilarious
1: <laughs> who like fucked them over
2: yeah ah, good times and Caprio did not get his, his Oscar either nope do you think that's a thing like they're they're doing it on purpose to troll him like I think he's given some Oscar worthy performances who
1: won the Oscar in place of him
2: I don't I don't remember I feel like I should Is look this up McConaughey
1: no McConaughey won for supporting and for Dallas Buyers yeah I think did you see that no I did not either I it was really. really good Yeah me too Jared Leto and uh, McConaughey Apparently both Knocked it out of the park Huh uh, Yeah you're looking, you're looking up the Oscars Yeah I sure am So um, I don't know if I really talked about it Daniel Day-Lewis won it For uh, Lincoln Oh Yeah Hey but he's in a, another one He was due too right like, Did he not have one I don't no, think so I don't so.
2: believe that I don't know Check that
1: shit out click on him. go to and there'll be like awards and recognition yeah yeah I'm doing it <laughs> yeah I'm on it I'm on it yeah I don't know we have a, we're have we pretty fucking dry on movies uh, you, you saw Winter Soldier you, did you see the new X-Men I did
2: see Winter Soldier I did not see the new X-Men I rewatched. uh oh I watched Dread which I know we talked about yeah. many many months ago yeah, but, yeah. and I always meant to go and watch it and I kind of felt bad that I hadn't did you enjoy but it I fucking loved it it was like delightfully charming It was it was <laughs> like clearly low budget but they they like absolutely did good with the budget that they had there was no effects that were just like toxically awful you could tell they were just like trying to gussy stuff up the plot was not like and this is something that's been bothering me about films quite a bit in the last little while certainly Mm. in the fantasy and sci-fi genre very often they like they go into this like you know, the plot of the movie has to influence or end the civilization in some way. It's just like the scope <laughs> is just so gargantuan. You know, nothing yeah. will ever be the same. But in this, it's like something bad happens in a tower and Dredd shows up and he makes it fucking better by shooting the fuck out of everything, yep. you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's like, that's the story. He never takes off his helmet. This is yep. just another day in the life of Dredd. And yeah,
1: exactly. They, they add... Another cop to for some perspective,
2: yeah. I guess because yeah.
1: it would be like, admittedly, like I w- I went back and I'm I've read quite a bit of the older fucking dread stuff. And oh it's yeah? Like, yeah, like yeah, yeah. yeah and, eh. Is it is it like that also? But like it, it's a lot. A lot of the old dread comics are like four to six pages uh, long. For,
2: for the record, Mister DeLewis has three. Academy Awards. Best actor, or... Yeah, three best actors, yes. Jesus Christ. Yeah, My Left Foot, There Will Be Blood in Lincoln. Wow. And uh, yeah. I would say Motherfucker deserved those. He did not win for In the Name of the Father or Gangs of New York, and I would say he probably didn't deserve those, so... Yeah. Good
1: job. Anyway. Yeah. Dread. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. So a lot of Dread stuff is like four to six pages long, and it's just like him showing up, fucking everything up, and then like <laughs> driving away with lols. Yeah. Like, that's... <laughs> There, it was missing a bit of the comedy of the,
2: like um, really. There were some funny moments. There were some funny moments,
1: yeah. but it's like like at least in the early early dreads. Like yeah. I, I'm like the I think I'm still in like the 70s. Like okay. with the stuff that I'm reading, I'm not necessarily which I feel that his heyday was probably the 80s. Right. Like when he really came into I, I, I feel when I think Judge Dredd, I think of like an 80s comic. I don't necessarily think of a like late 70s early okay. 80s anyway like where you had like like a robot nanny that was kind of like a hilarious like Italian stereotype because really? it made him feel like comfortable and stuff like that and like people were like what's with this, this is, like Italian robot and he's like makes me feel like home and like it doesn't address anything you know and it's just like so there's stuff like that that okay. like it's like was it kind of like zany like there was no there was no zany comedy I think to yeah. this version of Dread definitely not but it was, I thought also very good
2: yep I, I, I quite enjoyed the like Brutality of the of the action, like it was really quick and dirty, almost like. Um, I'm certainly not making this comparison from a, from a directorial skill level, but definitely like the the immediacy of violence in a Kurosawa samurai flicks was just like boom, 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 and yeah, yeah, fucking yeah, yeah. everybody's dead, you know. Well, like, I also I also love how the, the
1: the thing that I kind of like enjoyed, and it's and it's a sort of a rarity, mm-hmm. is that like, dread himself was like. Like, completely outclassed his enemies. Yeah. Like, completely. Like, <laughs> like it's very rare that the good guy has, like, every single advantage over every enemy he encounters. Like, yeah. he is outnumbered, but, like, yeah. he's absolutely not outgunned. Like, his gun yeah. is fucking magic and can do whatever. <laughs> he <laughs> says, give me explodey bullets, and it does. <laughs> exactly. Like, yeah. but it's just, like, it's kind of fun to just be like, yeah, this guy is fucking, like, he's a prepared badass, and he's going to come in and fucking lay the law
2: down and just yep. take care of business. <laughs> I I I almost wish that because the budget was low, I hope I hope to god they made money on that movie, and then if they if they would just like put out one of those a year, I would gleefully go every year to see another tale in the dread universe, you know? Yeah. And then there could be a little thread weaving through them if they wanted or not. What you know? Like, <laughs> take your pick.
1: Yeah. I think speaking of uh low budget yeah. sci fi films okay. that are narrow in scope. Yep. Yeah. I totally remember that we watched Citadel. <laughs>
2: Uh, Citadel. That the children. Oh yes, this, this the little children. That <laughs> yeah. was another great one. That was another Brit. Uh,
1: uh, Irish, I think. I think Irish. It was, I think. I feel like it was made in association. I think there might have been British actors. But I think. I feel like during the credits. Do, do you
2: want to do a little plot synopsis of Citadel? I, I guess so. We yeah, could. You should do. So it.
1: The, well, we can also we this. We talked about this possibly on our Fantasia preview. At oh some right, because we wanted to see. It, but this was like two years ago. Yeah, I, I didn't we, remember. We so wanted to see. Dear it.
2: listener, probably does not either. Exactly,
1: yeah. but but this is. If you are, like, an incredibly dedicated listener, there's, like, a small chance that you're like, oh, yeah, Citadel, I wonder if those guys ever saw it. Right. Well, we did, but two years later. <laughs> so, the I'll tell you the, what the trailer for Citadel okay. was. Uh, it was, like, this intercut scene of him, like, walking home from the bus right. with, like, the kids, like, all fucking around him. Like, that was pretty much the trailer to my, rem- huh. m- like, memory. It doesn't like, really
2: give any conception of what this is No, about not at all. Whatsoever.
1: And, like and then he was like fucking the guy's looking super fucking scared
2: okay
1: and that's it so we were like oh maybe Children of the Corn kind of thing or whatever yeah. there was not a lot going on in the trailer maybe he read a synopsis and all that stuff so the basic plot with mm-hmm. no spoilers I mean I fucking feel like we're gonna spoil this movie anyway Yeah, um, is that and I say this with no spoilers his wife gets killed by kids and this happens in the first five seconds he's like kids attack his pregnant wife and kill her in a hallway and then stab a needle in the baby's stomach. Yep. And then the guy fucking falls to pieces and basically becomes, uh, again, Agoraphobic. Agoraphobic yeah. with his baby, and government services are trying to take his baby. But the backdrop appears that society is, like, on the verge of collapse
2: my my guess from from the amount of like empty office buildings and empty homes and everything is that there's like it's like some some bubonic plague came through and killed like 50% of civilization and then the people who are left are just trying to like pick up whatever's left my, i i had a different that was my take my
1: my take was that this is not necessarily like global mm-hmm. but like this would be like detroit
2: okay that's possible too. like
1: like kind of kind of yeah. just like like there are like we're not fucked yet but like maybe like a massive economic fucking Meltdown, right. So that, like, entire cities are kind of abandoned if, like, the economy of a city. So, like, there might be, like, there might be some place, like... Because, like, I like, remember, like, moving away seemed, like, vaguely possible, fucking... Not right. not just possible, but, like, desirable. Okay. Right? Like, moving out seemed, like, kind of like a... Anyway, so, so this
2: guy lives with, just with his, his baby. He's agoraphobic, can yeah. barely get around, and he starts getting stalked by these weird, ch- creepy children of the corn.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And then uh, he kind of can't leave, and things sort of go from bad to worse. And they yep. like, they break into his house. Then yeah, you sort of find out that he's like they're after his kid. Yeah, yeah. To oh, like they're, amb- they're absolutely after his kid, like, ba- after based his on the kid. last yeah. scene. Yeah, uh, they're absolutely after his kid. And then he kind of
2: like gets his kid back, I guess. Yeah, and then he uh, and we don't know what happens. He just and like he, he rides maybe kills off, a bunch yeah. of them. <laughs> That's the story.
1: That is the story. Yeah, I, said it I,
2: I thought it was. I thought it was like a very charming little horror film. Yeah lot uh, lot of the like after the movie there was a lot to imagine about what could have been going on in this yeah exactly but i mean you yeah.
1: just heard us talking about the the, the, the setting the yeah. setting and like and like even like the drop things and being just sort of like well you know like we're generations like gonna come in like the government said so like they're gonna like clean this up and they're right. like yeah well like if ever that's gonna happen and then they never come back to that it's just them like bitching about the like whatever government is in place not taking care of things not taking yeah. care of things and then you're like, whatever fucking experiments led to these kids becoming fucking kind mutated, of mutated zombie, mutated, zombie kids that things, also yeah. want to kidnap kids. Yeah, Like, they don't really talk about how any of this happened. It's just sort of like, this is just a bad couple of days for this guy. Yep. <laughs> like, yeah. like, Which is kind of neat, like, in terms of, like, a an approach. Like, again, like you said, like, small and, like, narrow in scope, but with, like, the allusions to a... A yeah. bigger idea. Like, it
2: lets you indulge characters better, so that they don't yeah. always have to be getting dragged along by the plot that is going to like take you to this crazy over. Yeah, like he place. doesn't. He
1: doesn't fix society. He Not doesn't wreck society. He just
2: gets his kid. Barely gets on by. Like. There's so much world. There's so much like wealth of storytelling that is possible in that. Like, I know the bi- the next Star Wars movies are going to be these like gigantic space opera, yeah. over the top kind yeah, of. It's just kind of what they have to be. But like, it would be totally possible to tell a story of like somebody just living on Tatooine yeah, yeah. and getting into hijinks at the local cantina and getting thrown out of his house, and like that would be a good story, you know?
1: Well, there, there. I don't know if you saw the 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 Star Wars front-paged I bit. have not. I
2: haven't been watching that much stuff, and like I keep seeing the names of actors added to the list who are yeah, going to yeah. be on. No,
1: this no, no. Yet. this this was sort of stuff being like with the the Marvel. Approach, right? We right. we got multiple multitudes of movies, yeah, and we they even got going to tie in. We even got the TV show, and there's mul- there's also multiple TV shows. A TV show coming in? There's Marvel Agents of Shield? already. Oh, no, I
2: thought you were saying Star Wars. No, no,
1: no, Marvel. Okay. I'm saying, but uh, and it's like it's not impossible, yeah, to imagine this treatment of Star Wars now that it's under the fucking Disney banner, right? Right, like, and we've already had Star Wars shows, and they were like, but what if these Star Wars shows had like different approaches and stuff like that? They were like, right. like imagine like in the without ever changing. The storyline They're like, you could do, like, a quote-unquote period piece yep. during, the, like, the rise of the Rebellion. Mm-hmm. And they were like, imagine the fucking just internal politics of the Rebellion. Sure. Like, there's going to be some charismatic fucking assholes who are trying to steer the Rebellion for their own, like, shitty purposes.
2: Yeah.
0: Who
1: are no, like, they're part of the Rebellion, so they're, like, good guys in our heads, but you're, like, but, like think of, like, um, like Tom Zarek in Battlestar Galactica. Right, right, right. You know, like, like they're, like, just, like, stuff like that. There's, like... There's so much shit that can go on.
2: I, I want to see an NYPD Blue set on Coruscant <laughs> during the Rebellion, right? And, yeah. the, like, the Rebellion is the the backdrop of what's going on. Mm-hmm. And it's just, like, a gritty cop and his robot partner, like, investigating yeah. crimes <laughs> in the most populated world yeah. in the Empire. You know, like, like, how cool that shit would be. You don't even have to fucking get into Force stuff. Or you yeah. could. You could have, like... I don't know. I, I think it's like a rich setting, and it's like a yeah. waste in a sense to make every fucking story about the end of the universe.
1: Yeah, exactly. It's yeah. A, there, there's so much. Like every fucking planet has its own shit going on. I mean, totally. Like we like made those Ewok movies, right? <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah. W- wasn't there an Ewok TV show or some no, shit? No, it was, that it was like, like a
1: series of like two or three movies for kids. Like, yeah, like, they were like, like Return to Endor and whatever yeah. bullshit. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Well, like, like I fucking. Uh, the, I, I stand by my statement of like a year ago okay. which is a black exploitation movie about Lando Calrissian. <laughs> <laughs> like Billy D. Williams or like it could be a younger like yeah, a, yeah. a younger like dude just fucking like hustling like like to no impact on the major story yeah yeah like, absolutely a- at all like it's just and like it was like imagine it would be like a Tarantino flick yeah. where it's just like fucking like a fucking haul that goes wrong on the Millennium Falcon <laughs> and like gets involved with these fucking gangsters and shit right, and like, then he loses it And then he loses the Millennium Falcon, Yeah, possibly to Han. You know, it's just, like, to know, like, Empire's barely involved, fucking Rebellion is barely involved, fucking, like, nothing there, but you just have, like, fucking Lando fucking pimping it up on on the the Kessel Run. Anyway, yeah, Yeah. so, but yeah, just, like, a lot of the the different stuff. And and I was like, it's not crazy to think that if Star Wars, if the the first movie is, like... Disney, do not fuck it up. (laughs) If first movie it cashes in and is critically acclaimed yeah like I see no reason to think that they're not just gonna go fucking marvel on it. do
2: not fuck it up yeah they'll go marvel
1: on it and like
2: yeah I know know. it's it's the right people man they got the track record save the
1: day even Star Trek Star Trek rebooted well it totally did again J.J. Abrams and it was was also J.J. Abrams who fixed that I think
2: I think the Star Trek movies were better Star Wars movies than they were Star Trek movies. Yeah, and he... then like, the rapid-fire action... He
1: said as much. Yeah. He even said he was a bigger Star Wars guy than a Star Trek guy. Yep. Like, and then people were like, hey, Why is he making Star Trek? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's like, He's like, Well, guess what? Now I'm also making Star Wars. Ah! <laughs> Which is, to me, a crazy thing. Like, growing up in a world of Star Trek versus Star Wars... like Having that was, one guy helming the both. Yeah, of exactly. Them. <laughs> like, what the fuck just happened? Like, why are they the same now? Uh, ah. Yeah. So... Yeah. So are you playing any games, John?
2: Yeah, you know, back in the league. You're back in the I league. I can't. I can't put that fucking game down, Keith. It's too good. <laughs> like Dark Souls 2, utterly. Oh, you you, you actually de- haven't talked about oh, why Dark true. Souls
1: 2 is disappointing to you again? Because so this is, I think, Dark Souls the re re revisitation <laughs> from John. First he was like, it's not good. Then he came back, and he's like, I take it back, it's great. And then, like, a little while later, you were like, Dark Souls, still delivering. And then, like, I think a week ago, you told me, oh, yeah, Dark Souls is not delivering. Totally not. I think... I Dark think Souls 2, right? There
2: were, like, critical elements of the story. I, I guess I can touch on Project Beast while we're here. Mm-hmm. The um, So there's, like, really important parts that make the Dark Souls experience, or that really made it for me, that totally did not get transferred over to Dark Souls 2. Okay. And, um, and it just left the whole experience feeling a little bit empty. So and i guess also some design decisions and I'll, I'll try and like make this succinct so we don't spend all day talking about n- okay. the nuances of game creation but they um dark souls the first one had a world that was this is seamless the second one right the, yeah, Demon, so dark, dark. Demon Souls is the first one, Dark Souls is the second one, Dark Souls 2 is the third one. Okay. So, Dark Souls had a seamless world where, like, every now and again you'd find a little secret passage that would backtrack from one area into another, or you'd, like, find a secret passage that would bypass huge sections of the game and dump you into a much more advanced zone. Okay. And so, if you, and, like, people have done this where they data mined out the maps of the world and zoomed out, and it's, like, a gigantic world that makes sense when you look at it in context. Okay. And you can stand in one part of the world and look through two other levels Of it that you won't get to see until like hours of gameplay later, and you can just sort of see them off in the distance. And if you can see it, you can go to it. Like the whole world is put together, it's a construction that is beautiful. The like the original map of Zelda. Sure. Why not? The the second game, however, completely did not attempt to do that whatsoever. So there's a lot of levels that are just like 100% linear. You start at one area, you finish at the next Mm. area, and then like even, you know, you'll off in the distance you'll see a big windmill, okay? So you're like, okay, cool, windmill. And then you do a level, and then you go across like the dirty landscape leading up to the windmill, and then you climb up the windmill, and then at the top of the windmill you find an elevator which leads you up to a castle. And you're like wait a minute, what the shit? And you go back to the other area and you look back up and there's no... Uh, there's, no there's no castle. There's no way that that makes any, any goddamn sense whatsoever. They just like slap these levels together because yeah. whatever. And then you're in a pirate level at one point and then the pirate level connects into a cave area and the cave area connects into uh, like a, a fortress at the edge of the sea. They just don't like... There's no continuity yeah and because and another decision in the in the first game it's a big deal when you get the little item that lets you warp between bonfires okay okay so it lets you travel around a lake in a sense breaks the seamlessness of the world because you never get like stuck having to travel from one area to the other you you teleport around yeah. so and it's a big deal when you get it it's a major part of the quest to actually have access to this thing in the first one and in the second one you start with the ability to transport from bonfire to bonfire hmm. so you never get that experience of like going down a dangerous hall and then Finding a bonfire and being like, okay, so now do I c- continue progressing and not know if I'll be able to go back to my crafters and train up weapons and whatever, or do yeah. I, like, you know? It, it- well, and that that it's kind of weird that they denied that moment because, like, to
1: me that's like a great moment in RPGs is when you get the airship, yeah. right? It's just sort of like when fucking when when the world suddenly goes and you can just warp around or like essentially Absolutely. warp around
2: it's, it's lazy design to me yeah. like it's just like people were like oh you know it's like a bitch to have to walk back well that's part of the like I had this experience playing the first Dark Souls where I accidentally went down the wrong hallway mm-hmm. I was looking for a boss and I went the other way and then I went like down there through another level through another th- through another level and halfway through I hit these monsters that permanently reduce your hit points in half until you go back to like this this healer guy way at the start so yeah. I ended up going like playing for like 10 hours being like I just went to a dead end. There was no way to progress from here. I now have to turn around and and travel back 10 hours worth of gameplay to get back to the thing because I made a stupid mistake. And when you do finally come out of it, you're, you're like climbing out of this pit and then you see the sun for the first time in all this time and you're like, oh, oh, fuck yeah. That just doesn't happen in number two. Another element, there are NPCs, and both games have this, where you find an NPC in the level, you do something for them that, like, liberates them or whatever, and then they move back to your base area, and they they provide a service to you, either, like, teaching you new spells, or crafting items, or giving you whatever. So, in Dark Souls 1, each one of those guys... yeah. (laughs) <laughs> but it's... Whatever. It's classic RPG shit. Yeah. So, in Dark Souls 1, these characters all have their own storylines that progress regardless of your interaction with them. So, an example is that there's this, like, cleric guy. You meet him the first time, and he's like, oh, I'm waiting for my mistress. I don't know what happened to her, blah, blah, blah. You go out, and you do some shit, and you come back, and the mistress is there, and she's like, me and my my cleric buddies are going on a quest down into the caves. Yeah, And. While she's there, she can, she can teach you spells. But if you, let her, if you let her go, you do off some other shit. You come back and she's gone. And then you come back a little later and the cleric's back. And he's like, oh, I lost my mistress. I don't know what <laughs> fucking happened. And then you, you go to those caves. You find her there and she's like, um, I lost track of all three of my clerics. I don't know what to do. You save her. She comes back and then you if you interact with them, you'll realize that the guy actually betrayed her. Yeah. You can murder him. And if you do not murder him, he will murder her. <laughs> There's no good ending to the story. And so like if you do nothing, your your good characters get killed. Yeah. This is good, right? This is like a story that progresses that you can touch on, but you're still part of this world where these things are happening. So all of the NPCs in Dark Souls 1 have that, where they disappear, they come back, they blah, blah, blah. Dark Souls 2, none of them have that. You meet them once, they go back to your home base, and then they never change or never progress or whatever. So it feels just kind of like deader. The whole world feels deader to me. So
1: So do you buy into the conspiracy theory that the reason that it's not good is because Dark Souls
2: 2 is just a cash grab for Project Beast? Uh, without a doubt, 100. percent That's what happened. They they took the main director, who was the director for Demon Souls and for Dark Souls One, off of the project. Yep. And like the whole gaming world was like, "What? Why would you do that?" Then and screenshots from th- Project Beast came out, and it looks just like Dark Souls. Well, it does. <laughs> and I like I I didn't want to talk about Project Beast because this is like part of like the mammoth hype train of the games industry, where we have seen nothing of interest. Ten screenshots
1: Ten- that look like a shinier version of Dark Souls. It
2: looks exactly like a shinier version of Dark Souls, yep. and and the bonum in the in the fucking game is. Around like a like a arquebus yeah. or a, or a blunderbuss or something, and yeah. that's like the only thing that is different. And, and there's nothing to say about that. Yeah, it's the right director who's in charge of the project. Obviously, they're funneling their efforts towards the PS4 yeah. thing. Sony, Sony threw enough money at these guys to get them back, so that's exciting. Is it is it a, is project based a PS4 exclusive? I think it's a PS4 exclusive. So I could be wrong about that, but I'm pretty sorry. sure. So then,
1: that I mean, that was the that's it, that's what they did. That's what irrational did, or 2K, that's what 2K did with Bioshock, right? Right, right, they put or out a completely different th- fucking team of people made Bioshock 2, it wasn't great, but it did make money, because yep. they didn't need to build an engine, they didn't need to do any level design, like, it's, you're just back in Rapture, yep. and you just, like, I mean, like they did level design in terms of mapping, but they yeah, didn't yeah, need, yeah, yeah. they didn't need, like, the same, like, creative fucking tour de force of, like, the creation of Rapture, right. or, like, the creation of fucking, uh, Columbia, you know, it's like, yeah. just
2: took place in Rapture, and you were a big daddy, hooray! And
1: then they took that money and then they made fucking infinite
2: with yeah. it. So I'm I'm like totally okay with that. I'm like disappointed Dark Souls Two will not like hold me. Yeah. And cradle me in its arms <laughs> like Dark Souls One did <laughs> and has. But um, that's okay as long as Project Beast picks up the slack. We're okay. Yeah,
1: that'll be will that be your uh,
2: the reason to buy a PS4? Yeah. Yes, it will. You're so right. and, and I'll be spending five hundred dollars to play Project Beast when it comes out. Yeah. yeah. I don't know, man. Like fucking like eh, it's getting there, I guess. Like the
1: the games are starting to come out are for the they? PS4. Apparently Watch Dogs is oh, a pretty big Oh, yeah, there's all triumph. kinds of
2: screenshots of Watch Dogs. I mean, it looks all right. I've never been Apparently a Apparently Watch Dogs
1: fan. Miss, misses a bit of the mark. Really? But they're like... it's. I, so. it, I heard that it's just like it's not as cool as you hope it's going to be. Like a lot of the like, cell phone hacking stuff and like million ways to do different things. And it's right. sort of like... They're like, when you stumble into one of the really cool ways to do something other than shooting the fuck out of everybody, Right. you feel really cool, but it's not always like it doesn't always guide you properly into, like, how to fucking get around some of these problems creatively, Mm -hmm. which, I don't know if that's, like, a function, like, a failure of the player, or maybe a failure
2: Failure of the game. Yeah. Like, it's like, how much does a game need to hold your hand? And really, like, yeah, how obvious do you make it? If you make it, like, super obvious, then the player has has no agency. Like, apparently, and this this is just, like, from
1: watching little videos and stuff, like, like, apparently, like, you can do stuff like, like, fucking hack the, like, Like hackers. Like, hack the fucking security grid so that the lights are all fucked up to cause a traffic issue so that when you kill a guy in the club, the cops... You'll have, like, a buffer before the cops show up. Whereas if you don't do that, the cops will show up almost instantly because they respond to the call quickly.
2: Now, is that something that is done only in a particular area? Or is that something you can always do? But I think it's something
1: you can, like, always do. Like, if you want to just, like, fuck up with traffic, you can. And, like, that can be, like, a part of your... Normal like modus operandi or whatever, right? But then, and now this might be complete heresy because this is the only stuff that I heard on plan. Heresy or hearsay? Hearsay, right? Heresy is when you're against the church. Right. This might be complete hearsay because this is stuff I heard might be implemented and could not be. Right. Whereas, it's like, but if you do that all the time, like the cops will install like better fucking internet security so that huh. it'll become difficult for you to do that. So it's not like you can't use it every mission you know so it's like it's oh cool. so like, i don't know if all that stuff got implemented this is stuff that they were talking about when they they were doing implementation like right, projects right. stuff and they, they were talking about e 3 i was like if that stuff's all going on from to the the like the consensus that i heard about watchdogs is it's like for an early gen game it makes you really excited for
2: what's to come what
1: they're gonna do like they're like it might right. it's not necessarily a like firing on all cylinders machine mm-hmm. whatever but they're like, it fucking absolutely is building on, like... You're like, oh, fuck, the, f- the PS4 can, like, handle fucking Who all this shit. Ubi? Uh, I think it was Ubi, yeah. Hmm. It was Ubi's new... Uh,
2: yeah, I don't know. I'm just not that excited about it. I, like are making
1: a new Far Cry.
2: Yeah. Yeah. You excited
1: <sighs> about that? I'm pretty excited about that. I, I really need to... I, I still haven't played a single one of them. I need to get back into 3. I started mm-hmm. 3 a little bit, and then I got distracted with Blood Dragon, and I haven't got back to 3. I was going to
2: say, is that pre or post-Blood Dragon? Well, they're, they're not... Chronological. No, 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 no. no. I I know, but I mean, like, in terms of releases, just. What do you mean? Chronologically. Three is pre. Pre.
1: Three is pre Blood Dragon, and then a lot of the team. It was a much smaller team that made Blood Dragon than three, obviously, because three was, like, a ground up. Right. And then there's, like, apparently a couple people had some ideas kicking around for Blood Dragon, and it was sort of, like, a blow off project. Like, do you guys really want to do this fucking 80s thing? They're like, yes, we do. It'll be fun. And it's fucking amazing. Right. And I played through Blood Dragon, and I got to get back into three. And apparently four is going to be, like, even next level fucking survival shit like huh. going on and on like one of the things that I heard talked about was like infected wounds mm-hmm. like like the, the the level of like first aid you can give yourself in the thing will make you like go to the point where you can continue fighting so, right. so you can like first aid patch yourself but then you're like fucking disinfect that shit or it'll get worse and then like, if it gets infected you need to like find a doctor and stuff like fucking, which is super cool like is it? That doesn't get a
2: little tedious to manage? No, don't get shot. Yeah. Well, <laughs> but
1: like, but that's the thing about Fallout. Th- uh, Fallout. That's the thing about Far Cry though. Is right. like, there's a lot of ways to not get shot in the mission. Like, if right. you're really fucking thinking your way through. Like, even like Far Fall- Far Cry Two, which is like less than Far Cry Three. Right. There's stuff where it's like you can sneak into a fucking. You you could go in guns blazing and go crazy. Like st- like I like snuck into a into a bank into a camp, mm-hmm. stole the thing. Then it was in, like, dry grasslands, just threw a Molotov cocktail in the opposite direction of where I was going, hits the grass, camps on fire, and I just, like, ran the fuck out. (laughs) Did not get shot whatsoever. Everybody inside died, and I had my thing. Right. You know? And it's like, that's absolutely a thing that you can do in Far Cry if you're like, I don't feel like shooting everything right now. That's kind of awesome. So, I don't know what they're going to do, but apparently, like, they're really thinking, like, super next-level stuff. Like, in Far Cry 3, Far Cry 3 started to introduce um, a lot of the, like getting, like, animal pelts and things like that to improve your shit, like, mm-hmm. to, like, if you want to, like, customize your gun, you can make, like, a, make your own gun stock. Right. Like, because it's all about, like, jungle, they all take place in, like, super remote jungly kind of locations and okay. stuff. So, if four goes, and and three was also considered, even though it was a very big budget game, it was still considered, a like, a miniature sleeper hit, right? So, huh. okay. like, because two didn't do fantastic, and then three, like, blew the socks the out. The hype everywhere. train
2: was pretty big for that game, the Uh, what is it
1: like i think it built up after people got really behind michael mando and (laughs) his character at fucking e3 yeah like apparently it was like not it wasn't part of their like expected triple a like it wasn't an assassin's creed and it wasn't a what's ubisoft's other giant thing it's not far cry
2: or assassin's creed
1: yeah, they have another one. They have another big franchise that's not Assassin's Creed. <laughs> right. <laughs> like but like it was it was expected to make its money back, but right. it, it apparently did like fucking way big numbers hmm. that they were okay. not uh they were not predicting. Like it wasn't it in no way was like an indie title, right? It's still a fucking monster title with like real actors and lots of money being pumped into it. E three
2: is going on next week, eh? Huh. Yeah, I think there's gonna be some good uh Good announcements coming out of that. I'm kind of I'm kind of hoping for the new Fallout to get announced. Yeah. The uh, there's been enough rumors of the the Boston based Fallout coming up.
1: Mm. Oculus Rift stuff.
2: Oculus Rift stuff. Yeah.
1: Yeah, yeah. yeah. I don't know. Do you know
2: when that's going to get an official release? Like what? No fucking clue. No no clue. I know that. Like
1: I guess that the uh, dev kits ship this summer. Hmm. So I would imagine you could get your hands on one if you. Yeah. Want where Andrew is? Andrew yeah. bought one. I think it's like three four hundred bucks. Whatever. And, uh, there's all this all this unofficial support right now, like, mm-hmm. people who have made, like, patches and, and all that shit. Apparently there's, like, a, a full Skyrim that's Oculus Rifted. Like, uh... Fuck you, Skyrim. It, I, I feel that the whoever whoever did the, the Oculus Rift patch for Skyrim was just trying to show a giant open-world 3D game. Like, it could have been... Right. Could have been anything. <laughs> like, so, yeah. And I don't know if I talked about this yet on the show, what? the Oculus Rift. I feel like we did. I know we... You and I definitely talked yeah. about it. Whatever. Listen, listener. We're going to do this again? Just ever so briefly. Apparently, it's, like, the real fucking deal. Yeah. Like, it's apparently what you think VR is, like, future VR, like, when you see VR in TV shows and things like that. Yeah. Other than, obviously, it's not movement or s- other sense derivative, but in terms of the senses to your eyes, it is, like, full VR. So.
2: It's pretty great. exciting. It's I
1: mean, it's, it's coming up. Super fucking exciting. Yeah. Like, I... And I, I feel... The adult film industry is guy has to be excited. Do they? (laughs) If yeah, Yeah, because the thing is is that they don't need to necessarily like if they all they need is a camera with like a 360 degree thing, and then you could just like watch porn transpire (laughs) all around you. I
2: I guess. (laughs) I guess that yeah. I feel like that's going to be one of those things where like when they started getting into ultra HD in porn, they were like. Fuck man, you can't put that much makeup on somebody's eye. An yeah, anus. but this doesn't like okay. <laughs> I th- I given it some
1: thought. <laughs> the camera will be expensive, and which I think it will be a while for them Also
2: will it fit between someone's legs? But I don't think it necessarily like has to be. Okay.
1: Right? As long as you're like Because it could be it would I'll admit it would be more passive. Mhm. Right? But apparently you can feel really really close to things. So as long as you have this 360 degree camera, it doesn't necessarily need to be a video game. Right. You, you would just be experiencing wherever the camera kind of goes. Right, right. So I still think that would be pretty exciting porn. Yep,
2: yep, sure. Could be next level porn.
1: Like, if you're, like, fucking, like, moving and, like, looking around and, like, it feels really, like, like, you could just, jer- like, imagine, like, jerking off to, like, a woman on who's, like, getting fucked on your couch instead of, like, okay the, the okay. disconnect. okay,
2: imagine this scenario. You have this gigantic VR headset on and then you have your earplugs in and there you are jerking it away, completely oblivious to the, like the five people who've shown up at your house and are yeah. walking around With inside With a flashlight. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you absolutely have a flashlight. <laughs> right, right. And and nobody, you don't know, and they maybe leave awkwardly, and then they don't come back until, like, an hour later, and so you never know that they know.
1: But, like, you, you'd you have to have your earphones in. Like,
2: you would still... Yeah, yeah, it'd be hard earphones in. Yeah,
1: exactly. You know. If nobody was, like, you'd have to have the, the full headphones. and.
2: Thanks, Oculus Rift. <laughs>
1: Thanks for that. <laughs> this has already happened to John. <laughs> Just yeah, but like, there's there's no difference, I guess. than if you had your headphones on and someone you like had your back to a, uh, I don't know, I think
2: you're gonna be lost in the in another world. Yeah, you know what in I mean. Another dimension, right? <laughs> porn
1: Um, yeah, I'm playing wise, wise. Yeah,
2: I feel like I read about this. What is it?
1: Capital Y, lowercase S. It's like one of the great, like Japanese action RPGs that I've never, ever played any of them. Okay. I don't know if I talked about this yet on the Oh, on the Wise.
2: Yes, you totally did talk about this. Yeah, yeah, I'm, yeah. Still playing, I'm still playing it on Vita. And how's it going?
1: Pretty fun. The It's very... Um, at this point, there's no scope. Okay. It's like you go to a town, mm-hmm. the town has a problem, you fix the problem. Very, very classic RPG in that regard. Like, sure, sure. You're like, something has gone on in this town... And then, like, it's fucked up, and then you need to, like, go and, like, solve a little mystery or go on a little quest to, like, mm-hmm. fucking do whatever, and then you fix it, and then you keep going on. There's illusions of a grander villain manipulating the events that are kind of fucking around with the town. Right. I'm not necessarily expecting a, a great... No, film. this is a game
2: from... 90s. No, no, no.
1: Well, the original story. This is a brand new game. This game came out in uh either 12 or 13. Oh really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is a Vita. Oh, all
2: of a sudden, I'm like excited to play it, and it's like super ultra old school classic RPG style.
1: In well, the not the graphics, but in the like in yeah. the in the approach to it, it's like right. run around and kill things and the kill things come up like drop little bits mm-hmm. and like the goon you upgrade your little bits like iron ore you can upgrade into silver ore and into gold ore like of in, inexplicably right <laughs> like, you have to go to a minesmith or whatever to do it and right. then you can like make some of your own weapons and your own enchantments and things like that while you're nothing th- none of the systems seem like overtly deep and is it it's Vita only or is it uh, I think it's Vita yes. only okay and also the system is it's an, it's an action RPG so you like you run around and you have your sword and you like press Press Square to sword, uh, and then okay. you uh, can hold R to like unlock various uh, like extra abilities that use a super, like secret of mana, kind of yeah. And then you have like press L for basically a limit break. Okay. And you have three little dudes who run around, and you, or you have two little dudes on your like in support. You can either tell them like to defense or evade, mm-hmm. and then you can swap pretty seamlessly between the three of them to hmm. to do stuff. So it's uh it's fun. I'm, it's it's like very very like old school retroy though. Like you okay. like, this is. Like other than the fact that the graphics look pretty swank, like this could absolutely be a Super Nintendo game. There's
2: there's a bunch of those games that are coming out very soon. The there's the the like remnants of Obsidian Entertainment are building an old school Baldur's Gate style RPG that I forget are they the name gonna right, gonna make right Final Fantasy Tactics. There's uh, <laughs> Wasteland, which is coming out, and there is a replacement for Fallout Tactics. Supposedly Fallout Tactics. Yes. Yeah. That game was an atrocity. But what I mean, mean to say, Final Fantasy, Final Fantasy, Fantasy Tactics. There we go. Which, there is a replacement for that which is coming, which is called Big... Uh, I'm going to fuck it up now. Yeah. I actually kickstarted these guys. Huh. And it's Double Fine, I think. And it... Um, I feel like Double Fine is involved with this. And I even remember,
1: like, the super similar art style and stuff.
2: Yeah. I'm going to look it up. Because uh, yeah. <sighs> I got to fill this. Anyways,
1: yeah. Because there was... The other thing, too, that was on sale. It was on PS Plus sale. I have not played it yet but it's because I've not played them mm-hmm. is the Vita HD remastering of Metal Gear Solid 2 and 3 Okay. and I never played 2 and 3 really? I only ever played the 1 so I'm excited to eventually get to that and also another classic a new version of a classic series that I've never played is Persona I've never played a Persona game are, are you playing it now? No I'm not playing it now but I downloaded it so stay tuned for that listener. how is it? Well, I don't know. I said I haven't played it. I'm playing Wise. (laughs) When I beat Wise, I think I'm going to move on to Persona. And then, uh... But yeah, I don't even know what Persona's about, but I understand it's about, like, demon pets or something. Okay. (laughs) Like, it's like the world where demons, like, just exist and you can kind of, like, control them and, like, you're, like, a human who can control them. Or something. I have no idea, but this is, like, a series that, again, has been kicking around in the, like, periphery of my existence. Massive
2: Chalice. Massive Chalice? It's called Massive Chalice. Super. F- I, I fucking have big in my head for some reason okay. <laughs> big cup yeah anyway th- part of this game is that you're gonna have like legacies of characters where they age and then they can make children and then you can either keep them and stud them off or you can like run the risk of them dying in battles but then they can also have children who will inherit some of their abilities and the game is supposed to take like you know generations span over generations and generations of these heroes crazy yep yeah. sounds exciting I'm super fucking pumped will it be only on PC Probably. Oh, But Double find does some. You the must thing. come and join the Master no. Race and get a proper PC. I, I, almost, I feel like my current age laptop
1: could almost definitely run it. It's pretty... Like, I did not go bottom of the line on the laptop. Right. I didn't go top of the line either, but... I can't imagine a Final Fantasy Tactics... Style cloning,
2: demanding
1: yeah. great feats of power from a fucking computer. Yeah, I
2: don't think this one is going to either, but or any double
1: fine game really demanding great feats of power from a computer. Right, like they're not known for their incredible, incredible budget. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I don't know. What else can we talk about? I feel like a delightful story that I was gonna talk about. I, I did Roll derby announcing. Okay. Yeah, uh, you do oh, that. I do that. Yep. Two of two of the four members of Nine to roller derby announced. And a couple, a couple things actually happened. One, I uh, I was really on. First of all, I felt really really good about my announcing. Okay. And other people told me they were like, yeah, you were like, your play by play was good, and like you were kind of like funny, and you're like had quips, and like also like you were like calling the fucking penalties. You were properly. in the zone. I Sometimes was like, it I was feels like, feels fucking great. I was zoning. Yeah. I was in the zone, and I was like, I was like, yeah, I fucking did good. I was like, I got that magical amount of beer in my system. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> And so this whole thing happened that – Scott talked about the story where basically nobody knows – like, nobody acknowledges me as a roller derby announcer. I don't really go to the after parties or anything else like that. And all of my friends who I made – roller derby went on to the A team and then subsequently retired. Okay. So it's like even the people that I used to like the people who played roller derby that I knew, most of them don't play anymore. So you just like
2: show up and out, and then disappear. I just show up
1: and I know Patrick and like me and Plastic Patrick fucking hang out and talk and whatever, but then he yeah. doesn't go to the after parties either and we're like later. And like yeah. obviously Nip ref so like after Saturday's game I went I went out for drinks with like Mariana Teachhead and Nip. Uh-huh. Which isn't no, nope. All of them involved in roller derby, but in no way is that scenario like roller derby centric. That's right. just like buds hanging out. Cool. Okay. Right. So uh, I announced the round robin at the beginning of the season and um, a member of the Fiduwa, I think, emailed Scott being like, who's the new announcer? I don't think he likes Fiduwa, which I was a bit of a blow to my ego <laughs> because I've been announcing for like five years. Right. And B, I was like, I don't remember fucking saying anything about Fezawa <laughs> at all. So this time around, it was Fezawa playing the Contrabanditas, mm-hmm. and I was like, <laughs> Plastic Patrick was like, "Who do you want to intro?" And I was like, "I'm pretty like proud of my intros. Like I do like kind of like more like wrestling ring announcer intros and like sure, draw sure. out the names, like you know,
2: like." Numbers zero and zero. I, I've always found that the, they tend to go on a little longer. Oh, they absolutely. There, do. There's like too many. Like I, I get that everybody wants to get announced, but it, yeah. it kind of like drones on. for fucking, It does. I, I. Yeah. I still whatever. The girls kind of like getting, get to see their name really loud.
1: A lot yeah. of the blockers don't get to hear their name for the entire fucking thing, right? So it's right. like the blocker is rarely ever presented to the audience
2: i guess that makes sense you know
1: like jammers get a, like oh this jammer did a fucking amazing thing but a blocker right, like right. unless she like lays someone out she usually gets called that for getting a penalty right which again is the thing i try to do as an announcer as much as possible is to be like there's some fucking amazing blocking going on right now from these two skaters just to like let the audience know that sure, blockers sure. are not just fucking things sticks. things getting in the way of the jammers you know okay so whatever i try to like i was like okay i'm going to announce feeds a so i announced that they're all happy and whatever and I, ima- I, I imagine. I was like, okay, I did th- <laughs> They can't be thinking I'm fucking shitting on them. I just, like, hyped them up. I'm like, they hype, You man. never know. Okay, and but then, whatever. Yeah. So they were really close at the half, and then they maybe dropped, like, they were, like, only 10 points back. And they dropped down to maybe, like, 30, 40 points back. Mm-hmm. So um, coaching staff called the called timeout. Mm-hmm. They called the timeout. They started getting a lot of penalties, including jammer penalties, which are the worst. The worst, worst yeah. If, if the listeners basically... The jammer penalty provi- – like, if you – jammer is not on the track, if you're not familiar with the roller derby, you cannot score points. Mm-hmm. So a jammer penalty is essentially, like, the puck getting taken away but only from one team. Like, not just a power play. Like, the other team doesn't even have a puck to score. Right. You know, you're just, like, imagine if, like, there was a magical puck that only one, one team was allowed to touch, and that was a power play. You know, like that – Yep. Yeah,
2: it's awful. That mm-hmm. would
1: be that, – that would be what it was. Yeah. So they were getting jammer penalties, like, frequently – so they call the timeout they try to settle it down and it's like coming out of the first turn off the first jam they get another jammer penalty Ugh. and I was just sort of like well I don't know what was said during that uh, timeout but I can tell you what wasn't said and that was get another penalty immediately <laughs> 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 and like, like the crowd like chuckled and then like I saw like Feeds of Wild Girls like looking at me like, and I was like ah oh, fuck <laughs> like in the doghouse again. Yep. <laughs> this is one announcer apparently. Just the new announcer fucking hates <laughs> the few The for New so announcer minute. hates FDR. <laughs> I was like, ah. Yeah. But I was like, just I was like, wow, that really is not possible. Like, settle it down. Let's get your head in the game. Jammer penalty <laughs> on the first turn. Yeah. I was like, what are you fucking doing? Anyway, yeah. follow up story to that. Um. So Sarah,
2: Sarah, Sarah, what was in a tie bucket? What's you're asking? What Sarah. is in a Thai bucket? Sarah, I, be, I bet you can, he's has muted, has but you can headphones. probably still hey, okay, Robert, own. I you know. absolutely picked up on yours. Yeah. She has her fucking headphones on. Yeah, she, she does.
1: She's just fucking. Okay, whatever. Sarah. You, anyway, you, she was drinking like a Thai bucket because it, it fucking sounds revolting. It's it like, sure does. It's like Red Bull, Coke, and fucking like a pile of vodka or something uh-huh. like. I don't even know like what the mixture is. I wanted it because it's a, and it's you pour all of those things into a bucket. Okay. And then everybody drinks from it from a straw until it's gone.
2: That sounds wonderful,
1: <laughs> doesn't it? But that's why, like, I wanted the specifics of this, because, like, the, the drink, the drink itself had some... Okay, so
2: the four of you were sharing a Thai bucket. No, I wasn't,
1: I wasn't involved in a Thai bucket. Okay. Sarah was drinking, I need to write things. Okay. Uh, yeah, so Sarah was drinking from the Thai bucket. Right. And then, um, I came back to the party and she had, like, gone in on this Thai bucket and was, like, a little bit blotto. Right. But was, I kind of keeping her shit together a little bit? Okay. And then I'm telling this thing, and I was just sort of like, and I told her this exact same story that I told you, and she was just sort of like, "Oh, so you said penalty instead of panini," and I was like, (laughs) "What now? (laughs) What the fuck are you talking about?" She's like, "You know the panini," and I was like, "What do you think we're talking about right now?" She's like, "The episode of Catfish that we watched this morning." (laughs) I was like, "I was like, what the fuck?" I was like, I so desperately wanted to be. Like in her head And she's like listening to her boyfriend And then just like putting words on top of me That make no fucking sense I was like, nope, I'm telling you a derby story <laughs> Sarah, Sarah, Sarah what was, What's in a tie bucket? Uh, Is it a tie bucket?
2: It's, yeah, it's a bottle of whiskey Bottle of whiskey Two giant cans of Red Bull Two giant cans of Red Bull And a liter of Coke And a liter of Coke So a okay. bottle of whiskey, how much does that cost? Well, a bottle of whiskey, hey, like. Whiskey. Oh, I see. You made this yourself. This wasn't like a. You got this. at yeah, a Yeah, yeah. They did it at a party. Yeah. Okay. Okay. I thought. I thought this was like you. You went out to a club or something and just it, bought a bottle of whiskey and <laughs> fucking a, a bunch and of it's Red a, Bull. A tie. A tie. A tie. Bucket. bucket. Yes. Served from a straw, out of a bucket. Yes,
1: in a straw, of a bucket. So uh, summertime plans for class five dot C Cl- drinks have never been had. <laughs>
2: I take it back. You could go a little, a little less classy by having 40s on a roof, you know, or in a in yeah. a parking lot. Remember that time where we drank cold 45 and then got like really queasy because of the sugar content? Yep. <laughs> that was on the roof. at the, <laughs> was, Yeah. Because
1: those were just 40s. Those were 40s of cold 45. <laughs> I was like, I feel mean, so sick. We're like, yeah, me too. <laughs> like, like, this is this happened in Mexico where I got like my stomach got turned and like and Sarah was like, oh, you got your stomach got sick because you, you drank too much, or whatever. And I was like. That does happen, but I was, like, when I drink so much that I throw up, yeah. I'm fucking, like, obliterated and not really not really with it. Okay. I was, like, the fact that I was, like, consciously, like, I felt sick and I didn't feel right, and what I threw up looked a lot like the weird food that we had the night before. I was, like, I guarantee... Like, I'm not... Ladies and gentlemen, 9 to 5, that's easy. Yeah. I'm not <laughs> saying that alcohol did not play a factor, sure. but it was, like, not the only factor. Like, for the only factor to me throwing up be alcohol, it requires a fucking... Shit ton of alcohol. That is true. Like so, I'm like, I was like, okay, but if I'm still walking around and making cohesive sentences, it can't just be the alcohol that's making me sick. Like I feel okay. I don't know. Does that make sense to you?
2: Absolutely. Like what what is the what is the confusion here? The confusion
1: is so, Sarah's like, yeah, it's because you drink too much. And I was like, I did drink a lot, but I don't think it's I drank too much.
2: Uh huh. This yeah. This feels like a kind of argument that you were having with Sarah <laughs> that now you're you're saying in a public place where she can't possibly defend her side that's of the story. Right. I don't I don't really see. Why are we listening to this story? Why are you listening to this story?
1: <laughs> Cuz we're closing up to the co- top of the hour we're we talking sure about, We're are. talking about boots. Holy
2: shit, we're getting down to the end the bottom <laughs> of the barrel here. Keith threw up in Mexico and got in a fight with Sarah over no, whether I even, it was too I much alcohol or whether it was the shitty food they had the day before. Exactly. That was not the most drunk that cool I got in story, Mexico. Bro. <laughs> the most
1: drunk I got in Mexico. Uh-huh. Was uh, so a lot of people apparently don't tip at all inclusives. I tip as what? a matter of course. It yeah. fucking happens a lot. You see I brought a like,
2: roll of ones when I
1: went. Yeah, there. exactly. That's what you should do if you right. go to all inclusives. Fucking tip and and right. also because we were four people drinking pretty heavily. Yep. We would like we would like tip by like twenty dollar bills and then just basically kind of keep track of like fifteen to twenty drinks and then just like give the, another guy a twenty dollar bill. Sure. Which like also I think like gives the illusion even to the waitstaff that we're bigger tippers than we are. Right. Because it's just like, wow, like, fucking every, like, hour or two, this guy gives me another 20, like, because he's not really... He's just serving drinks, right? Like, that's his job. So I think that, like, because it's not any real different than tipping a buck on a drink. It's just, like, getting it taken care of, and then the barman keeps you happy. Okay. So it was also, like, a slow night at the pool, I guess, or slow day at the pool. So, like, we kept doing it, and then the guy just kept, like, almost with every... Maybe more. Like I would say every ten to fifteen minutes he would prepare shots for us. In Jeez. addition to the
2: nonstop Mi- mixing the shots in between the mixed drinks is just like <sighs> asking for it, yeah. Completely
1: obliterated. Yeah. Like fucking all four of us. Like there was we were playing that game when you were a little kid and you like try to scream word underwater and everybody else goes underwater to try to like tell oh God, to tell which words you were doing.
2: <laughs> Drink until you're seven. <laughs> he's like Drink until you are a child. <laughs> like, Amazing. That was
1: the best, and not on not on that day, yeah. but on another day where we were quite tipsy. We were getting kids, like we were talking to kids' parents, and then the kids were like, "We want to do chicken fights, like where you get on the shoulders and whatever yeah, yeah. And else like that." And the parents were like, "No dice," but like we'll do it. And again, like, drink until you're seven. We're like, "Woo!" The like kids on our shoulders, and kids are fighting, and we're super drunk. We're like, "Hooray!" And the parents are right there, so yeah, like, yeah. nothing bad could possibly happen. Until I got on Sarah's shoulders and fucked up her back. That is a thing that nice. also happened. Nice. <laughs> it was good times. And then we all we all all of us got so drunk that I do not remember leaving the pool. I d- drunk fucking Keith went on autopilot and it was magic. Yeah. Because apparently and Sarah, I guess. We gathered up all of our things from the pool and brought them up to the room and I was like, how? <laughs> like, how is my fucking like shirt not down there? Good, good it, old autopilot. Yeah, it's ex- gotten me home ex- many a time. Exactly. Yeah. I was like, How does this fucking happen? Like fucking like all the stuff was like packed up in a bag and, in the hotel room and all that stuff. I was like Come on, Keith. Good job. Mm -hmm. Good job taking care of future Keith, drunk Keith. And then uh, yeah, we slept through our dinner reservations, and we felt quite ashamed. (laughs) (laughs) Everybody slept through their alarms, and then also one of the shittier experiences. Mm -hmm. Um, And this is uh, the—I don't even know how alcoholics fully do it. Okay. Is the when a hangover—I guess you keep drinking—is how alcoholics do it. When the hangover set in during waking hours, because we like slept for like three, four hours through our alarms, right. and then got up, and then we just like ordered room service, and we were just like chilling, and then like all of us kind of started getting headaches, a good like six hours after we'd stopped drinking, and I was like, right. oh, this is a hangover, but it's happening
2: while I'm while conscious. I'm awake. Right. And this is the worst. Like, I would rather. Like, one or two beers would have smoothed that right over. And, like, it doesn't even have to be, like, a hard beer. You don't have to do shots. But just, like, one yeah, or yeah. two, no problem.
1: That's how. That's the way. <laughs> that's the way. Signed off. John Lechman. <laughs> Stamp of approval. John Lichman approved. Uh, do you have anything else to say? Any music? I'm good, man. Any this music was it? Or
2: nothing? I, don't I don't
1: even have any music. I bought Oceaga tickets. I'm gonna try to listen to. I bought them too.
2: I'm trying to convince my brother to come because you going out three days. Yeah, I got all three days. Crazy. And Did I took sh- off. I took off to Friday, so we'll get to. You checked out the lineup. The lineups were donk. Eh? The lineups were fucking amazing. And Outcast. I thought they broke up. So they're back together, and they're playing Yay! on Friday. <laughs> I tried to. I tried to convince my brother to come. We're gonna. Have, we're gonna have a great cast after the Oceaga. Yeah, We could all of them.
1: We could. We could even almost do it. At, we could do day by day if we really wanted. We to. could even. I feel
2: would be really tired, but you know, yeah, maybe that. I want to see Bang Bang Bang. Bang Bang Bang. Yeah. Bang Bang Bang. Not chick chick chick. No. Three exclamation points? Yeah, it's bang bang bang. It's chick chick chick.
1: Yeah, only. Yeah. It's actually. It could also be pronounced. Uh huh. It is three. Percussive noises back to back. Interesting. Is the official pronunciation of their name. Like, e- so, Oshiyaga's coming. It's
2: gonna be tips. Yeah. Yeah, we'll get into that. Nine to yeah. five yeah, Yep. Have a great day, everybody. Yeah!
0: <laughs> Anyways, look, if you're a fan of the show and uh, the site in general, uh, please take the time to like us on Facebook. We are number9to5dotcc, 925.cc on Facebook. And uh, also follow us on Twitter. We're at sign number9to5cc. number 9-T-O-5-C-C